What's up, people? Another episode of Just for Sports. I'm OK Davis here with you. I hope you are doing well as we get set for another great weekend of sports. And it's a lot. It's a lot outside of what I feel like I normally talk about, which is football and basketball. Those are the main points. But there's some other news coming out. Some other games, rather, that are going to be played this weekend. Events happening that it's got me excited. It's got me really excited. That's Champions League. Not a big fan of what's happening there, which I'll get into later about how to watch the Champions League. Formula One. We've got uh, a race. For the championship, Max Verstappen versus Lewis Hamilton. They are tied going into the final race. We'll see what happens as a, you know, race for pole position leading up to Sunday. Tiger's back. That's right. Tiger Woods is going to be playing with his son in the... Well, the funny thing is, so when I saw the headline that Tiger was back, and they said there was a PNC championship. I was thinking, oh, PNC, that's going to be in Pennsylvania. Maybe I can go. But nah, that's definitely not in Pennsylvania. Definitely not in Pennsylvania. But it was going to be nice, possibly, but it's not in Pennsylvania. And, and you know what? Realistically, was I going to get tickets to that? Probably not. Probably not. Um, But first, before I get to that, I'm going to start with the National Basketball Association. And I'm going to give a shout out to Terrence. My guy Terrence, who we were talking about Steph Curry, when he's going to break the record. And I was saying, ooh, it'd be cool to break it in Madison Square Garden. And then I was like, well... But then he could break it in Boston. That's where Ray Allen played. That's where Larry Bird made a career for himself as one of uh, a three-point shooter, an assassin, if you will. Steph Curry needs needs to pace himself. And the reason why I say he needs to pace himself is because. Really, the place he should do it, and that's why I said I gotta give shout out to Terrence. And I wasn't thinking of it in that perspective. I was busy thinking about who were the top three-point shooters and playing in Madison Square Garden, the mecca of basketball, if you will. But then he was like, nah, he should break it in Philly, which he'll be playing in Philly on Saturday. His brother Seth Curry plays for Philly. Maybe he'll have his dad, Dell Curry, there. So maybe that's where he breaks it. Because even though it would be cool to, to break the record at home, the same time, it's like they're playing Sacramento at home. Yes, it's the home crowd. But outside of that, what's exciting about it? Not much. So we'll see what happens as Steph Curry. You have to keep an eye on it. Keep, keep an eye on a number of three-pointers. That he has to make. Right now he's got 10. It's a doable number for Steph Curry in one or two games. 
But we'll see what he does. If he goes all the way till Philadelphia, we shall see. But also in the National Basketball Association, as I am eagerly awaiting what could possibly happen with the three-point guards that are still out there. Ben Simmons, Kyrie Irving, and John Wall. The three of them aren't playing. They all, in, in one way or another, will maybe not want to be on a different team, but could probably use a change of scenery, if you will. And as the trade deadline gets closer and closer, teams start jockeying for a position. I'm definitely going to keep an eye on that. And the reason why I also brought it up is because it was a rumor that Dame Lillard wants to play with Ben Simmons and how would that trade work? And, oh, he wants a defensive-oriented player. So the news was out there about that. Not really a rumor. It was the news. But it's weird because I feel like I... I mean, I guess if you're like, yo, I want to be an assassin or we need better defense... And then C.J. McCollum goes down. This is a rough 24 hours. It's really been a rough season for Portland. And that really bums me out, especially for my guy, Robert Covington. I want to see him play well. But Portland is definitely a, a, a team in flux. And to think that that might be a destination for Ben Simmons, I don't know how you make that work if you, I guess... C.J. McCollum would, would potentially be in a trade, but now he's hurt. So, who knows what's going to happen there? Who knows what's going to happen there? But that's, boy, that's going to be a tough one. That's going to be a tough one to see a Portland team break up when I thought they had behind Steph and Clay and maybe at a time John Wall and Bradley Beal another dynamic guard duo with CJ McCollum and Damian Lillard and I hope they're able to stay together but they might not this really might be it for them It really might. As I mentioned as well, there's some really good odds still out there for teams to make the playoffs. You know, a little over $3.50. If you click yes on the Cleveland Cavaliers to make the playoffs as they just beat the Bulls, they're a really good team, and they're showing it. They really are. Washington to make the playoffs at plus 180. Really a great value, but... You know, if you want to go the other way, if the Bulls collapse, you can get... Uh, they're not going to make the playoffs at plus 850. $8.50 to one. You can look at that, too. It's another possibility. You can get the Raptors at plus 400 to make the playoffs. 
the Nuggets plus 235 to not make the playoffs. And I do think that's a distinct possibility. You know, it's funny as I was watching the game on Tuesday. The Dallas Mavericks-Brooklyn Nets game. And the Nets came back to win that game. And I don't know, just why. I'm just not a big Luka fan. I think he's just soft and he's a whiner. And, you know... The one, uh, gosh, uh, who did he push? Claxton in the game. And Claxton kind of got up in his grill on defense. And the, the ref blew the whistle for the foul. And then Luka Doncic pushes him. And then he gets a tech. And then Luka's like, what do you mean? How you give me a tech? Like, come on, man. You just pushed the dude. I don't know. I just think he's a little bit soft. And a little bit of a loose cannon. And, and a prima donna. He seems to be like he thinks he's owed something or because he's a star. He just seems to carry himself in a way that just rubs me the wrong way. I don't know why I went off that on that tangent there. Just kind of did. Just kind of did. Before we get to football, I said there were some stories I wanted to talk about. Uh, the first one is Tiger's back. And I am excited to see Tiger back on the golf course. That is really cool to see. Um, not because you expect him to do anything major. Not that anyone would expect Tiger Woods to be to be back. Don't expect him to be back. But I am happy to see him playing golf again. You know, after that horrific car crash in February, and now we're in December. He had months of rehab on his right leg and foot. He always talked about how he's going to have a long way to go. He's lucky to be alive. And here he is, getting ready to play in what used to be known as the Father-Son Challenge. And I think that's a really cool event for him to come back to. It's in Orlando. This event is about family. And Tiger Woods tweeted out, although it's been a long and challenging year, I'm very excited to close it out by competing in a PNC championship with my son Charlie. I'm playing as a dad and couldn't be more excited and proud. Because at this point, I feel like that's exactly what's happening. Tiger is playing because he loves the game. Not because he expects to win another major. But just because he loves a game of golf. And I am excited to see him back out there. What, what kind of tiger will we see? I don't expect him to be back to the old tiger. But I'm just saying what, you know, I'm just curious what will happen. I'm curious what will happen. 
Now, another story I was talking about is Formula One, Lewis Hamilton versus Max Verstappen, Verstappen in Abu Dhabi. And, of course, I had to look at those odds. Lewis Hamilton is a favorite to win it at minus 225. Max Verstappen is behind him at 220. And the, the, the thing for me is, it is interesting how a TV show can shape your view. Both Max Verstappen and Lewis Hamilton are tied at 369.5 points. Max Verstappen has nine wins. Lewis Hamilton has eight. 17 podiums for Max Verstappen. 16 for Lewis Hamilton. It's funny because... I kind of watch Formula One from afar. It's not something that I follow all the time. I really enjoyed it watching the show on Netflix. And as I watched the first season, Max Verstappen and Daniel Ricciardo were on the same Red Bull, t Red Bull team. And I just didn't like the way they treated Daniel Ricciardo. And I felt like Max Verstappen was just kind of... I don't know. It's not fair. It's not fair for me to say that he's a bad guy because it's not like I know him. But it was just like he just seemed to play the role of the villain to me. Um, And I just, you know, I'm not into Mercedes really. Um, But Lewis Hamilton being one of the few minorities ever to race in Formula One. It's African-American. Um, or black player, one of the few black players to pl participate in Formula One. I just root for him. And, you know, I was a big Michael Schumacher fan, and the C. Lewis Hamilton pass Michael Schumacher last season was amazing. And, you know, here we are. Next season, it's almost done. It's coming down to the final race. And as I mentioned, the odds, Lewis Hamilton is favored at minus 225, but Max Verstappen's right there. Valtteri Bottas, man, to, to be the second driver for Mercedes-Benz, man, if it wasn't for Lewis Hamilton, who knows what type of career Bottas might have. But Sergio Perez or Perez, who is Verstappen's teammate, is at plus 2,800, Valerie Botas at plus 1,400. And the crazy thing is, you know that they neither one of those players are going to win it. They are going to block the other drivers and try to keep Lewis Hamilton and Max Verstappen 1-2 and let them battle it out. So it's going to be fun. I'm looking forward to it. I'm looking forward to it. I was potentially also looking forward to see seeing Chelsea play today. Uh, you know, I mean, of course, who wouldn't want to see Champions League? The problem is you can't find it on television anymore. Young Tuchel, as I like to call him, Chelsea ended up in a 3-3 draw. At Zenit. That shouldn't have been the case. 
That shouldn't have been the case. They end up two points behind Juventus. Four, one, and one. Goal differential is plus nine, which is five more than Juventus. But they just shouldn't have lost to Zenit St. Petersburg. You know, playing a role game, I get that. I just never expected them to lose. But the issue for me that may not be an issue for you is like I feel like Champions League is big enough that it should be on television and yet what you got on FS1 was an hour show talking about Champions League and other stuff because even though I'm a fan of his, they did a live shot with um, Ashley Cole yesterday in New York City, touring with the Champions League trophy, representing Chelsea, which was exciting, by the way, yes. Not complaining about Chelsea being a champ and possibly repeating, but I am complaining about the fact that the game wasn't just on television. It had to be on Paramount+. Plus. And like, come on, man, how many services are we going to need? I mean, I get what they're trying to do. They're trying to make people have to sign up. Then maybe next year, I don't know, it'll be back on television once they get a bunch of viewers. But I just don't like it. Certain events should just be on television. You shouldn't need to stream it. I know, yeah, okay, there's smart TVs, but everybody doesn't have a smart TV. Everybody may not want to watch it on a little computer or or phone for that matter. You want to watch it on the television. At least I do. I mean, it's last time I checked, 60 and 70 inch televisions are still flying off the shelf. So don't tell me it's, oh, you, you know, you're just an older generation. We watch it on our phones and stuff. No, you can barely see the ball. You can barely see the plays. I don't want to watch that on my phone. It's ridiculous. It's simply ridiculous. Put on television. Because in the end, I was like, no, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna get Paramount Plus to watch it. I'm really saddened, but that game should have been, or just Champions League in general, should have been live on FS1. That's it. The streaming is just getting out of control, these streaming platforms. It's just getting to be too much. Getting to be too much. What'll never be too much, or rather, what you can never get too much of is football. And it's time for my gut check picks. As we end this episode of Just for Sport. Now, the first thing that I didn't do in the last episode that I probably should have is I just want to know to the Minnesota Vikings fans, you like that? You like your quarterback? The guaranteed quarterback got all the bag from the Minnesota Vikings. What has he done for me lately? Well, lately, the Detroit Lions, who were 0-10-1 on the season, got the win over the Minnesota Vikings 29-27. I was so happy. I shouldn't be. But I've always, it's Kirk Cousins just always stuck in my crawl 
ever since he was drafted by the Washington football team in the same draft as Robert Griffin III. Should have never happened. Destroyed a career. I never felt like Kirk Cousins was that much of a winner. I think he padded his stats. Winning the games that didn't matter as much, but can't win the big ones. And Minnesota still gave him that money. And they still lost to Detroit. Okay, you could say, well, it was defense too. Okay, I'll give you that. I'll give you that. But I just think Kirk Cousins was overrated. And really, Washington built him up to be like he was overrated. But I won't get into that too much. Speaking of Minnesota, though, as that segues into the Thursday night game tonight, the Pittsburgh Steelers at the Minnesota Vikings as I start my gut check picks. The Steelers are the underdog at plus three to the Vikings. The Vikings did just lose to Detroit. The Steelers tie Detroit. Not that either one of those can tell me anything about how these two teams are going to play. But I think what you saw in Pittsburgh last weekend in that afternoon game against the Baltimore Ravens at home, that was a rivalry game. That's kind of what you expected between Baltimore and the Steelers playing together. This game, uh, it's a little different. It's a little different. I think I'm going to have to take the Minnesota Vikings at minus three. I like that Ben Roethlisberger is trying to rally the troops by saying, oh, this might be my, this probably my last year. You know, so now you're trying to get the team to rev up to play for you. And I get that. I get that. But I'm still taking the Vikings at home minus three. The Raiders. At the Chiefs, the Chiefs are favored at minus nine and a half. I think that margin is a little too big for me. I think I'm going to take the Raiders at plus nine and a half. Baltimore Ravens at the Cleveland Browns. The Browns are favored at minus two and a half. Nah, I think the Ravens are going to get that. I'll take the Ravens at plus two and a half. They're just a better team. They got the better quarterback. They're a solid team. That game last week, they very well could have won if my man T.J. Watt wasn't putting the pressure on Lamar Jackson. He needed the inches we need are everywhere. Lamar Jackson needed to get the ball a little bit closer to to the tight end. But also, you know, he was kind of like a jump throw. Why can't I forget the the tight end? Mark Andrews? I think that's what, gosh, I'm forgetting names. The Dallas Cowboys at the Washington football team. The Washington football team is not favorite. They are the underdog at plus four and a half. But playing in Washington, as well as Washington is playing, I'm taking the Washington football team at plus four and a half. The Jaguars at the Titans. The Titans are favorite at minus eight and a half. Uh, I think I'm going to go ahead and take the Titans on that one. I think they will right the ship and have a good game. Seahawks at the Texans. I just didn't think the Seahawks had anything left. 
But then again, I felt like, yeah, you knew they had something left. You were saying Russell Wilson's back. You didn't quite know what you were going to get, but now you feel like, yeah, he's back. In Houston, Texas, I thought Tyrod Taylor was the answer. Um, but I now I'm like, I don't know what the answer is in Texas. But will I take the underdog Texans at plus seven and a half? Do you think their blanking last week was a fluke? Maybe. Maybe. But I am going to take the Texans at plus seven and a half. And I meant to forgot to mention too, which is funny about the Raiders, because they play in Las Vegas. And my son said when the Washington football team beat the Raiders 17 to 15, he said, Dad, I know why they're called the Las Vegas Raiders, because they lost. And I was like, uh, not quite, son, but yeah, they lost. So they are the lost Vegas Raiders for the rest of their career for me. Kids say the darndest things. The Saints at the Jets. Chasem Hill is back. Alvin Kamara saying he's going to be back. Really, it's Alvin Kamara who's back. Taysom Hill was playing last week. But no Mark Ingram due to COVID protocols. I think Alvin Kamara back says it all. I'm taking the Saints at minus 5.5 on the road at New York. Falcons at the Panthers. The Falcons. Ugh. Underdogs at plus two and a half. Christian McCaffrey back out for the season. Is Cam Newton really back? I don't know. He certainly hasn't looked good coming back after that first game. I'm going to take the Falcons at plus two and a half. Giants at the Chargers. Now the Chargers, there's a good chance they may be without their top two wide receivers. And that does make it a little tough. But they are playing the Giants. Are the Giants good? Boy, I just don't know. Man. It's a Giants traveling east to west, not nearly as bad as west to east, as I got to remind myself every time, as if I didn't know that. But, you know, hey, it's something you got to think about. Giants at the Chargers. The Giants, they're 1-5 away from home. Not that the Chargers have been great at home either. Uh, that plus 10 margin is a lot. But I think I'm going to take the Chargers in this one. Detroit Lions... At the Denver Broncos. The Broncos are favored minus eight and a half. The Detroit Lions, they're playing some, you know, they've been in a lot of close football games. I think I'm going to take the Detroit Lions at plus eight and a half. They got a big win last week. You like that? Over the Minnesota Vikings. But now... The Denver Broncos, okay, fine. Maybe it's not a rivalry, but I think that the Detroit Lions have played well against the AFC teams this year. Um, hence what they also did to the Steelers. I'm going to take the Detroit Lions at plus eight and a half. The Buffalo Bills at the Buccaneers. The Buccaneers are favored at minus three and a half. I don't see them having a problem with the Bills. The Bills are in trouble. They're going to lose again this weekend, and they're going to be that much farther behind the New England Patriots. And then Buffalo is just going to say, here we go again. 
The window was open briefly with Josh Allen, Stephon Diggs, but it's closed, y'all. It's closed for Buffalo. Good try. Maybe next season. San Francisco 49ers travel and play at the Cincinnati Bengals. The Bengals are the underdog at plus one and a half. They did not look good at home last week. The Bengals did not. The Chargers came in there and put a hurting on them. Can the 49ers do the same thing? They had a very tough loss last week. I think that there was a good chance that the 49ers could have won that game. And it was just devastating to see them lose to Seattle 30-23. Mostly because I feel like, well, this, this might be their season. They may be done. They were making a bit of a run. And then Seattle kind of slowed that up. They're 6-6 six and six on the season. So they still have a shot. There's no doubt about that. Can they beat the Bengals in Cincinnati? I say yes. I'm taking the 49ers at minus one and a half. And that's a close one. That's a tough one to take. Chicago Bears at the Green Bay Packers. Aaron Rodgers said, I own you. Didn't get fined. Cam Newton says, I'm back, and he gets fined, or a flag, excuse me, excuse me, not fined, the flag. But let's face it, Aaron Rodgers does own the Bears, but does he own the Bears at plus 12 and a half? That's the key. That's the key right there. Now, the Bears are minus 86 in differential, which means that their defense sucks. Their defense just is not very good. That's what it means. So I'm going to take the Green Bay Packers. I own I own you. As he will say again to the Chicago Bears, I'm taking the Packers. No, you know, you know what? No, I changed my mind. I'm taking the Bears at plus 12 and a half. Maybe the game's going to be a little closer. Got to take a gamble somewhere. Rams at the Cardinals. Shout out to my guy, Tahir Whitehead. Got signed by the Cardinals. I wish them the best. Now I got another team to root for in the Cardinals. They play host to the Rams. I'm taking the Cardinals at minus two. Kyler Murray and the Cardinals win again. And the pressure's on. The pressure's on to hold on. They're 10 and two. They really need to win out to get that bye in, in, in the first week and get home field advantage because the Buccaneers, the Packers, and the Cowboys are coming for you. But not really the Cowboys. Let's not put them in the same category. But that was your Monday night game. It's going to be a good one. Cardinals at the Rams. I'm taking the Cardinals to win that game at minus two. So there are your picks. Cardinals minus two. Bears plus 12 and a half. 49ers minus one and a half. Buccaneers minus three and a half. Detroit Lions plus eight and a half. Chargers minus 10. Falcons plus two and a half. Saints minus five and a half. Texans plus seven and a half. Titans minus eight and a half. Washington football team plus four and a half. Ravens plus two and a half. Raiders plus nine and a half. And the Vikings minus three to beat the Steelers. You like that? I hope you do. Because those are my gut check picks. And that'll do it for Just for Sport. Enjoy your weekend of sports, whatever you're watching. I know I'm going to enjoy mine. Ciao for now.